Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. I am here with Robbie Payne. What's up? And this and is Gabriel. Is all. Yeah, this is Gabriel <laughs> Brangers. I I have once again been thrust into the position of host. This is number three, right? This is this is the third. I third think. time. Yeah. It's a, so they say it's a charm. So we don't know. For those of you that enjoy my golden tones, you're welcome. For those of you that want Joe back, tune in next week. Tune in next week. Yes, uh, our young Joseph is not feeling well. He's been home this week, uh, recovering, not feeling great, but he is resting so that he can come back to the new year 100% with our new Mac and all kinds of other new hardware in the next week or so. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll hit the ground running when January 1 gets here, which is technically yeah, so tomorrow, I, but whatever. I don't think we explicitly said it, but yeah, uh, Joe Joe came down with, uh, with COVID. Um, we're still not sure exactly how he yeah, got it's it. Weird. I don't think a lot of people around him have it. No, because uh, it happened, uh, We assuming it happened sometime between Friday and Sunday of the Christmas weekend. Yeah. I uh, wasn't feeling well Sunday night, I think, but woke up Monday morning really not feeling well. Went and got a home kit, and tested positive, went to the doctor, tested positive, but no one else he's been around that we know of has come I don't, out. I don't think so. Now, he, we haven't talked to him a ton. No. Been he's trying to kind of let him lay low. Yeah, he's and not been feeling well. Yeah, it's so. not. It's different for everyone. Uh, we've all been vaxxed and boosted. and uh, we ass- Joe Joe has not had it, correct? No. Okay. No. So, and we, we assume that you had it. But. Yeah, we assume that I do. But, uh, you know, we've seen with this latest strain that the symptoms seem to be relatively mild and fast moving. But as of yesterday... Uh, he was feeling better, but got run down real easy. But it's it's hitting him hard. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we haven't we haven't heard from him this morning. So, so hopefully he'll uh, go grab he'll, some grab some lunch and go swing by and make sure he's 
make sure he's he's I'm moving around face down on the floor <laughs> i'm sure he's fine we just want to make sure he's okay we've got a lot of stuff happening in the next 365 days and we would like for him to be a part of that yeah because neither one of us know how to record or edit video yeah so so get get well joe yeah get, get well, well joe so there you go so yeah and i am uh no, well, he's got to edit this too by the way yeah he's he does have this, to edit this we gotta so send this over to him if he's you are edit. listening to this joe is okay okay <laughs> that's true if not uh so, well, yeah Actually, I think I can do this. We're at, we're actually using uh, we're using Zencaster for this, which we use occasionally, especially when Joe is not here because neither one of us want to fiddle with a Mac or know how to fiddle with garage. What do we use? GarageBand. GarageBand. Yeah. Yeah. I've, so I've used it on an iPad to like yeah, record some tracks. I mean, we use it for another podcast out, outside of work, but it's all pre set up. You just click record and then you download it. It's not difficult, but I Joe edits things. He makes them sound better, and he does things because. Uh, I guess Robbie and I both have heavy breathing issues or something. I don't know. So, but Joe does an incredible job. And for us, when we do it, we use Zencaster. We download the audio and then it gets uploaded to our podcast platform. And Zencaster is great. It sounds good. It does a great job. If you're wanting to start a podcast and you don't know where to start, go to Zencaster, T-R, Caster, T-R, dot com. Uh, it's, they have a free tier. And no, they're not paying us to say this. It just works really good. Yeah, we've so. been super excited. But like, I think we we were uh, guests on. Yeah. Uh, oh, crap. What it is, was uh, as a workspace podcast. Workspace. Heck on it. I wanted to say sessions, but yeah, that's our. That's our. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, we were we were a guest of theirs. Uh, gosh, it's been a while back. Yeah. So they, yeah, and it worked really well. So they uh, there were four of us on the podcast, and we were all four at different locations recording on Zencaster. So it records online, but it also records locally, I think, or you can download it locally and it caches everything. So if one of the participants has an issue, uh, you can literally go back to the link that you were recording at and the recordings cached there. So it it just makes it super easy and, and kind of foolproof. Yeah, it was good. Um, Workspace recap, I think is what it's called. That's what it was. Workspace recap. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah. And we're back from a break. Uh, we did take a break last week because of yeah. the Christmas holiday. We don't do it often, but when it falls that close to a Friday, or uh, we, we usually just try to take a break. That way everyone can have some time uh, to just sit back and relax and enjoy family. And then uh, I thought just, about thought about doing it today, too. I'm just saying, you know, it's New Year's Eve. And, yeah, it but is. Honestly, there's... We're we're going to actually just enjoy, I think, a night home with the kids yeah. and, and lay pretty low. Yeah, tonight, we're, that's what my kid, my daughter's like, what do we do for New Year's? It's like, same thing you do every year. You go to bed around 930 because you can't stay up that late. I mean, my, my kids, kids will try. They ain't going to do it. My kids are pumped. They're like, we can stay up till midnight. Yeah. Like when they're out of school, I, they're a little older. Your daughter, I, I let she's, them. she's not a teen yet, is she? She, goes, she might as well be. Okay, yeah. She's go. she's 11, but she definitely acts like she's 13 or 14. Um <laughs> Yeah, so she could stay up till two or three in the morning and and just be be just fine. I mean, she would sleep in. Yeah. So my kids will sleep, but they're they're going to stay up till midnight tonight. So they're super excited. So we're going to play some games. And do we watched uh, uh, what is the name of the movie? Dag on it. It's Sounds a it's right. a Disney movie. Uh, Ron's gone wrong. We watched it while we were in Indiana. Great, uh, great movie. movie. I thought if you, it was. if you like the Baymax vibes from uh, Big Hero yeah. Six, that kind of like snarky idiosyncratic robot kind yeah. of thing it it, it hit that but for the me. message so is so good without being preachy the message yeah. of the entire movie is so good we watched it we've been meaning to watch it 
but we went out of town this week, uh, just a little mini vacation uh, up to uh, an area where they have, it's kind of like a little miniature Gatlinburg, uh, but we got a cabin up there. And uh, the first night realized I had my Chromecast with Google TV because I was excited about traveling with it because you can actually use it on captive you know, captive portal, yeah, which being signed in. Yeah, which oddly enough, this cabin wasn't a captive portal. It was just a regular Wi-Fi radar. First cabin I've ever stayed in in one of these type of areas where the Wi-Fi was. I think we were getting three hundred up and down both directions. Wow, so it was great. Yeah, wow. I could I could have worked, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I chose. Yeah, so not. got the Chromecast plugged in, which was a feat because the TV was above a fireplace, about eight feet up, and it was just. Anyways, realized I couldn't find the remote. And I remember like, the kids grabbing it, but then I didn't remember what they did with it or if I took it. So, and Google, if you're listening, this is uh, one of those hindsight things you might want to work out. If you factory reset a Chromecast with Google TV, you cannot set it up without the remote. There's no way. If you go to the Google Home app, it does not see it. Mm, Until you press the home and back arrow button on the remote, you cannot get past the setup screen. Yeah, they could so, just do a QR code or something. Yeah, it needs to be. Once you get past that, you can actually go in the Google Home app. Yes, yeah, I mean, they could get past that with, with a couple different or ways. Or even make it to where you don't even set it up. Just allow the Chromecast capabilities to work. Right. So I did find, I did find a workaround, but it only works if you haven't factory reset it and i had already factory reset it so anyway so we had already planned on driving about 18 miles over to the nearest walmart they had one of the on tvs which 4k 19 bucks we were i, I was honestly gonna buy because this cabin was awesome they had direct tv and it wasn't like the uh hotel direct tv it was like good direct tv like, all the channels they had like more than 15 channels. oh they had everything mm -hmm. plus on demand all that stuff so a DVD player and all that stuff, but I was like, I'm just going to buy it. And then these guys, this cabin's been awesome. The the people that own it live right down the street, and they've been really responsive. I was like, I'm just going to leave it there and have it set it up for them. And like, like, hey, here's a nice little addition to your cabin. You right. Know? Uh, then that, so we were going to run over there on Wednesday and get one while we were in, while we were in town. But I went to take a shower, and I went to. We all brought our little uh, buffalo plaid Christmas house shoes with us. Yeah, because nice. that's we're the buffalo plaid family. Went to put my foot in my house shoe and was like, "What is in my shoe?" <laughs> of course, it was the remote. So anyway, so Wednesday night was movie night, and we watched Ron, Ron's Gone Wrong, and I agree wholeheartedly. We loved Encanto. My kids have watched it like ten times since we went to the theater. Did really enjoy that one too. But man, Ron's Gone Wrong was really. Did really you watch good. the credits? Who yeah. voiced? Yes, I, I was like, man, I would have never out, known. I picked out the dad immediately. Yeah, like, oh that's, yeah, Ed Helms. A, yeah, yeah. does Nard Dog. Yeah, immediately. But no idea that Zach Galifianakis was the robot. Would have never guessed, but it is. It's really good. I recommend it. It's on. It's streaming on Disney Plus right when now. When did it so. come out in the theater? I don't know that. Like, it, I remember seeing I don't it and know thinking, that like, it oh, did. that's a cool premise. Um, maybe it didn't. Maybe it just. Went I remember them Disney advertising Plus. it, but I, I don't know. Pretty big names to just go straight to streaming, but yeah, hey, true. It's Disney. You know they got plenty of money. That'd be okay. <laughs> yeah the uh, the the main uh, CEO guy. The last last note on Ron's gone wrong. The main CEO guy, straight up Tim Cook vibes, dude. I mean, straight Tim Cook. We're vibes. watching that because towards the end of the movie, they're they're at the headquarters of this company. It's called Bubble. Is yeah. the name of the company. Which is, if you look at Bubble and you flip flip it upside down and you think about it, P P L E. Yeah, like you clearly can see the Apple references, yeah. but it's they tie in a lot of Google stuff too because. Yeah. 
they have their whole cloud thing and yeah. you know there's a network that's providing all these services but yeah towards the end of the movie he's at the headquarters and he comes out on stage in front of all the employees and it is i mean if it's not an apple conference 100 oh, yeah. and like know. they have their own auditorium for these yep. types of things you know yeah, it's, it's uh, clearly playing yeah. on all that stuff but yeah i agree they 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 didn't like bash electronics completely or no. bash the internet as if like it's it's the scourge and we need to get rid of it. It was just like, look, it needs to be handled properly. Right. Like, and if we're not careful, like it, it can really turn into a, a nasty little thing. And uh, I think that's, that's very true. Um, and, you know, ultimately at the, well, I won't ruin it for anybody. You need to go watch it. Yeah. Cause I legit, we could sit here and uh, the entire podcast talk about this movie. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. Or my kids are already like, okay, we watch it again. So it might be on again tonight. Yeah. Guess what they were watching when I left the house this morning. <laughs> so there you go. So, between, between that and so the drive we took was about, it's right at two hours. Uh, we listened to surface pressure and we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> probably a hundred times on the way up to, yeah. the, to the cabin, which my kid, my kids just, love which by it. the way, uh, if you didn't know, Encanto, uh, the, the music was done by Lynn Manuel Miranda. So that's, uh, uh, Hamilton guy, if you don't know who he is, but yeah. he's obviously famous for so you said, all sorts he of other did, things. Uh, Moana. Yeah. yeah. So, so. You, you can kind of pick up on that vibe. Uh, lots of lyrics, um, and, and very interesting, uh, very interesting music. And that's, that's the other kind of nice thing about Ron's Gone Wrong. It's not a musical. No, there's no... Nothing wrong with no, musicals. No, I, no, I don't mind them, like, uh, in the right context, but, you know, it's just it's just a movie. Uh, Is it, and, and I didn't even think about it, but my daughter pointed out, have you all watched uh, Mid- The Mitchells versus The Machines? No. So not. good. It, it really good? good. I liked it. Uh, so this was a little bit... Uh, le- no, Mitchell's versus machines isn't campy, but it gets over the top to where oh, okay. like, there's a lot of stuff that happens. It's almost, I mean, it's a cartoon, so right. it's almost unrealistic, but it has that same feel They're They're battling the, the machines that have kind of turned the wrong way. But my daughter's gotcha. like, Oh, this is it. The, he's like Mitchell's versus. I was like, yeah, you're right. Which it's also a very good movie. I, I recommend it too. I'm not sure what it's on. I'm not sure. Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. There you go. So, all right. We've talked about nothing Google. So, there 10 you go. minutes. Of, <laughs> well, I mean, it's been two weeks, you know. We had, yeah. to, we had to derail um, real good. Uh, yeah. Right off the, right off the jump. Uh, yeah. We rolled in town. And, I don't know. It was around 630 last night. I thought about running by the office, but I mean, you know how it is. You come home unpacking all that stuff. Neighbors got our mail. And yeah. It's just like, I just want to go home and. You know, you have to decompress from your vacation. So yeah, sometimes yeah. getting our office at least is as a as a relief from vacation. Sometimes, I think at, you know there's going to be a time in the future when you know the kids are off doing their thing when they're teenagers and don't want to be around parents anymore. You know that that we'll be able to go do things again. I'm speaking to my my wife and I, or you and your wife. You know, go do like go get away and do something that it might actually end up being relaxing again, mm-hmm. like full blown relaxing uh, yeah. that we, Trisha and I go on a few things like that a year. We try to, uh, at least for our anniversary, we always go do that for a couple of days. We, her and I go somewhere and um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just weird when you're a parent, like to let yourself get into that mode for a little bit. Uh, and I'm sure once again, once your kids get older, you'll, you'll find yourself back into that place. But for yeah. me right now, coming to the office a lot of times is a almost like a pressure valve release yep. for a certain, like it's just a different way of, of being stressed, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
like our FedEx guy came in uh, to drop off a device that we can't talk about uh, right now. Uh, we'll talk about it next week, though. We're going to talk about another device, yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it next week, and it'll be awesome. But he came to deliver the first one. It was a prototype, um, and then through a conversation, uh, came to deliver uh, a different one, and I handed him the other one. Uh, but our our normal like FedEx Express guy, you know, the little guy with the dog yeah, yeah. hair. So he's, I don't know if he's training somebody or he's just got somebody helping him, uh, a bit of an older gentleman. And so they walked up here the first day and I was kind of at the office by myself this week, you know, Gabe was on vacation and, you know, Joe's got COVID. So, uh, and like Josh, who's normally here is out John, who's in another office. He's been, he's been here a little bit, but for the most part, he's been, been out and about. And so, uh, I'm up here, you know, it was like eight 30 or something They came really early. And so I got here and kind of got made my coffee. I was like, I'm going to hit a few golf balls. And so I turned the simulator on and I was hitting a few golf balls and they walk up as, as I'm doing that. And they walk in and the, the younger guy looks at the other guy. It's like, see, I told you they have a sweet setup. In here. <laughs> and that guy's like, are you kidding me? Everyone in town talks about us. And I'm just yeah. like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I always feel weird in those situations. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting here hitting golf balls and you're going to run out and like deliver packages. Yeah, I, that's. I don't know. It's it is, but it's all about reality. perspective. Because also, uh, I used to work in the car business, and uh, the dealership uh, family that I worked for, the the CEO, he was the Time Magazine car dealership of the year a few years ago. And around our town, he's known to be, you know, I mean, he's an entrepreneur, he's in development, he has a lot to do with the uh, rejuvenation of our downtown area, him and uh, a couple of other gentlemen. He came walking up here the other day, and we we're hitting golf balls. And you know, he, he kind of joked about it, like, I need your all's job. And you're talking about a multimillionaire, you know, but he also grinds. He works really hard and he, he's right. done a lot to, you know, uh, build the family business to what it is. But is it's, it's surreal sometimes to think about, you know, we, we work, we work hard, but we are, <laughs> I don't even know what the word for it is that there it's, it's weird when you look at what we do and think you know there are people that that are out there really really grinding yeah and but I, well, you got guys that, like our ups driver who there's days where you know he's stressed out during the holidays but he loves his job i mean he's yeah. worked there for a long time and he's cool you know if he shows up at the building unlike some other companies that won't be mentioned that drive what color, uh, red and yellow delivery trucks uh if the door's locked he'll text us yeah you know he's a cool dude yeah, that's a nice thing about UPS. He likes people and he likes his job. So yeah, and it's you know it's just a weird paradigm, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, like my wife does a job that I wouldn't like to do, and she looks at what right. I do for a living, and it's like I would, a lot of people would hate it, like they really would, and it's I don't know, there's just something really cool about I don't know falling into something, uh, and you know, and obviously being there to to take advantage of opportunities when they come. Uh, but also to just having a passion for, for something that you do and, and kind of getting to realize it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that the idea of writing thousands and thousands of words a day and, and, uh, sitting in front of a camera sounds no way. awful yeah. to them. And I'm like, I, I have to remind myself of that. Like, yeah, like what we're doing, it's not like, oh, we just come in here and don't do anything, you know, yeah. and, and we just get to do whatever we want. Like there's, there's a lot of stress that comes with it and a lot of, uh, you know, patience that has to be leveraged and all that kind of stuff and deadlines and there's diff it's a different kind of stress, but you know, I, you know, we're fortunate and, you know, we're grateful to, to anybody who's listening, you know, this is the end of the year things. So it's good time to reminisce and all that kind of stuff. So we're, you know, we're just uh, grateful for what we get to do yeah, uh, every day. Uh, yeah. And so, 
So yeah. let's actually do it. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we mentioned there was a new device in the office that we can't talk about. Uh, there's another new device in the office that <laughs> Robbie kind of surprised me with. Uh, he said, Oh, by the way, I did a thing, which is like that. That's going to be Robbie's like his, his epithet on his headstone. It's going to say, I, <laughs> I did, did a thing. thing. I yeah. went and died. <laughs> I, I died. Didn't <laughs> tell anybody. I did this the other night while you guys weren't listening. Uh, yeah. That's and, the exact same thing I told my family at dinner last night. I was like, so <laughs> did a thing. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got to tell my wife that I've went like, she doesn't care. She's just gonna be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But the kids, She's like gonna, I had to navigate notice. <laughs> uh, we got them, uh, the killer trade-ins on pixel sixes yeah. for like, I did it back in whenever that was in October. Uh, I went and bought two $45, uh, iPhone sixes and they were uh one-to-one trade-in at T-Mobile for the pixel six. And so that was a no brainer. Did that for both of their lines, so I got them both uh, the Pixel Six for forty five bucks, um, and we kept those hidden away for Christmas. So that was like one of their main, you know, big Christmas gifts. Um, so it wasn't that hard of uh, ice to break with them, but you know, obviously when they saw it, you know, their, both their eyes got huge. Like when I opened, you know, unfolded it and they <laughs> saw the screen, they were just like. What? what is that <laughs> so probably about eight times last night my son was like hey dad can i can i just unfold it real quick just hold it and hand it to him and he would just open it and look at it and hand it back to me like he didn't really know what to do with it yeah um he just he just wants to fold it so uh, we so yeah what it so is so it is the samsung galaxy fold three three yes yeah. so. so it's again t-mobile running just insane of course samsung's offering something crazy i think they're selling probably. it for like 900 bucks or something oh wow uh, but they were offering a thousand dollars off for trade in of the OnePlus 8T. And, uh, we probably talked about this, but we did so many trades on, on our plan. So Joe was on our plan too. Uh, we did a trade for him, uh, my wife and both the kids, and they wouldn't let you do it more than four on that pixel on deal. The pixel, yeah, yeah. So I just bought my pixel. Um, and then we have a couple other lines. Uh, my in-laws are on there too. So we had some lines that could be upgraded, but I, since I, didn't trade. I still had my one plus AT that's just been sitting there uh, collecting dust. And so I saw that they were offering $1,000 trade towards this phone. But and, and to be fair, I've thought about it. I think they've been doing this for almost two weeks at this point, or maybe 10 days or something like that. When I first saw it, I thought, oh yeah. And then I started thinking through it. I'm like, eh, you know, then I'm stuck with this and, and all these different thoughts. And and then I started seeing stuff with one uh, one UI four, yeah. which is Samsung's Android twelve variant, and just like how much uh, that Samsung's gotten out of their own way. So the last Samsung phone I tried was the the original Z Fold. Yeah, um, and like there were just so many annoyances. There was no always on display. There was no Google feed on the left side of the home screen. Like some things that I've just gotten used to that I like having on a phone. Yep. You know the the awkwardness of having a thick thin phone like this was that that's enough to have to get used to without like, Oh, now I've lost all Dealing these niceties, yeah. you know, now I've got to deal with Samsung's bloat. That's just out of control. And so, um, stuff I've been watching, people have been talking about how <clears throat> one UI is, I, that was Kosh, probably one UI, like two. So went through Android. That was Android 10. I'm pretty sure, uh, Android 11's come and gone. And then, you know, Android 12's on the way rolling out. Do they like, roll out a new iteration every year of one UI? Yeah. Okay. So I think Android, I guess, whatever, nine had was one UI for okay, that. And it. so they, they roll out the new version of Android, then their new version of their OS that 
basically takes on all the new yeah. Android bits. That, that makes even more sense why they've taken Tizen and switched to yeah. you know what they're doing with Wear OS. It's yeah. all just it's one. Why I don't? Why didn't they just call that One UI? Like I don't know. One UI wearable or yeah. something like that. Huh. Anyway. One watch. No, Side. I don't know. Um, you know, and so I don't know. With a thousand bucks off, that gets this phone down to eighteen or eight hundred dollars to finance, and like that's less than a that's in between a pixel six and a pixel six pro and i'm like i've and i've talked about foldable phones on this podcast a thousand times so i'm not going to beat that horse i want and i will find a way i don't care how much it costs to be honest with you if google comes out with a pixel fold i will move from this to that yeah for sure um but that being said like samsung's ui has gotten there are a few little things it's kind of like OnePlus, where you're like oh that's a nice touch like that's thoughtful pretty cool and, you know, they're going to take their UI and I'm sure take full advantage of Android 12L when it comes out. So I'm like, it'll probably just get better. So jumping to Pixel, uh, to a Pixel Fold, I, I would likely do that because <laughs> it would have Pixel's cameras on it. Like the cameras on here are good, but uh, they're not Pixel. Um, but overall, like so far, I've had it for, you know. 18 hours or whatever mm-hmm. at this point. Um, He's kept them for less. It's yeah. So. Oh yeah. And like I had the, the ultra, I took it back the same day. Yeah. Like I had it for a little bit. I'm like, this is no way. Um, and, and again, the size is something I'll have to get used to. Um, and, but having a case on it, I don't feel like it's that fragile. Like I got the little otter box thin case on it. They have I that at the store. Yeah. Nice. I don't love it. It's, it's got the edges are kind of sharp in some spots, but they have the Spigen uh, crystal clear mm-hmm. over at Best Buy. I'm going to go get uh, at some point today. I just think having some TPU around the edges to yeah. soften it because it, it, you're not going to get a case that the phone's thick already. Yeah. I mean, so, you're talking two screens smashed right. together. So yeah. you're not going to get like, Ooh, this is super thin. They do make a couple super thin ones, but I'm like, that's not going to do anything. Yeah, You sacrifice a little something, there. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's mil spec rated. It's, you know, water resistant now. Um, it's Victus on the outside, Gorilla Glass. So it's like, it is way more durable. I've watched some like three and four month in reviews and people are like, yeah. it's I've dropped it a few times and they don't have cases on it. I'm like, I'm not that I smell a drop test coming. Yeah. No, no um, cause yeah, the way T-Mobile things work. <laughs> I, th- she did talk me into it at the point of sale. It's I'm probably going to turn bit. it off and yeah. go, I'm going to find something. Yeah, um, man, I still think the, the echo, echo, like go. that's the first one that came up. And so I'm probably, cause you can do multiple devices, right? Well, you can do up to two phones, but you can do up to 25 electronics. So each plan is up to two phones. Okay. Yeah. If I can get this and my wife's pro. But you can do an individual phone with no additional devices for like $6. Because T-Mobile, it's not crazy expensive, but it's not cheap. My uh, my OnePlus is like $19. No, it's $16 a month. This is 25 and it's two hundred fifty dollars to do a screen replacement. Well, I'm like, and that's the thing is what? that my I, wife, my wife broke her OnePlus a few weeks ago. She shattered the screen. Well, they do in store repairs for screens on eligible devices at eligible locations. So I found a location in Louisville. It's a twenty five minute drive from here. Tried to set up an appointment. They don't have the screens at that store. So instead of the $29 screen replacement, I had to do the $99 deductible just to get a new phone. You just send it off to assurance. They send you a new one. They would not, they don't do the $29 screen replacement via the mail. So we had to do that in order to get a replacement phone so we could trade hers in on the OnePlus 6. So she has the OnePlus 6, but hers went down from 16 to like 12 because the OnePlus 6 is significantly cheaper. I mean, this was was $900, I think, $899, I think is what it was. I I thought it went over a thousand. It might have been a thousand. I I don't remember. 
I don't ever look at that. So, um, but then Robbie will, and, and I've, I like the one I, I love, I will say I love the pixel and I've been carrying the, our extra pixel six in my pocket. I took it on vacation just to take pictures. Uh, and maybe that's the reason I haven't went ahead and jumped in, but I've noticed T-Mobile's deal is now gone, uh, on the yeah, trade. They said like, basically once they have a lot of inventory, yeah, once and, they use it up, they, yeah, and that's fine. I can still make the switch and do whatever. But uh, also, we also have two Pixel Sixes laying around here if I need to use one. Yeah. Well, now three. Yeah. Mine's just. Oh, that's there. true. <laughs> uh, by Robbie, that's what I do. I, I got me a nice new driver, hybrid driver, because <laughs> of Robbie. It's it's great. Uh, but he comes in with this, which got gets me thinking, and I get on T-Mobile and look because. As cool as the fold is, and I do believe that there is a big future for foldables, I'm not sold on them. Have you seen Oppo's? Yes, I have. I think that's where it's at. But the next bridge. Maybe we can talk about that. But I've always been intrigued by the flip. Reason being, you get the cool foldable form factor. You get a very compact phone that fits in your front pocket very easily. But it opens to a regular size phone. So you don't, you're not really dealing with the foldable UI. It doesn't have a foldable UI. It's a regular standard phone UI, but you get the foldable and it folds and all that, whatever. Well, you can get one of those free if you trade in a OnePlus 9 Pro right now, T-Mobile. So now I'm like, hmm, we've not had one in the office. Maybe I should just go get a flip. But then my wife's going to be mad if you do she it, thinks if the you, little lavender one is so cute. No, no, if you do it, you got to get the black and white one. Oh, yeah. yeah it's straight up. It has such pixel yeah. vibes to it. She oh, got the so Seafoam. The Seafoam. Uh, so our review unit that we had was uh, Coral, which is cool color. I was Way disappointed. Way more pink. Like, yeah. It, it's, if it, I can see the pink. Yeah, it is, a, it is definitely a coral color. In the early renders, we thought it was going to be that cool orange that matched the Pixel Watch that didn't ever happen. But I was like, man, if that thing was orange, that's what I'm buying. But it's not. It's coral. She liked it, but she got the sea foam and she's like, oh, I hope I like it. Is it we, the green one on top? Yeah. So that's we got it. it that's in. what I got my son. I love it. She loves it. Even yeah. the box is sea foam green. And she is. Did you notice all the uh, setup during the setup? The custom colors and all the accents yep. were all the same color. Yeah. It, it was a nice touch. She loves she loves that color, but her favorite color is purple and lavender. So she's got all of her UI, her background, and everything is all those lavender accents. And she she absolutely loves the phone. And then she was making fun of me all weekend because where we were in Indiana, there's literally no T-Mobile service. When you're outside, you'd get 4G. I actually was on 2G at one point, which didn't even know they still existed. But I didn't either. Yeah, there was a one spot I was on 2G. So we'd go in these shops and stuff. <laughs> And have no cell phone service, but because of the on-device AI of the Pixel, the uh, what song is this thing would still work. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's just making it pretty wild. I'm like, whatever. I bought you the phone. Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So Robbie seems to be really liking the Fold so far. Uh, I am. Like I said, it's it's there, there are certain things you just have to get used to. You have to decide, like, this is something I really want to give a go. Right. Because you're not going to automatically be used to holding a phone of this size. Um, but to me, like, you know, we talked a lot about the pixel six pro just being too large, right. You know, and all that kind of stuff, but there's no option on it. Like I can't do anything with it. It's just too big all the time. What's with this, I flip it. It's a little bit narrow, but you know, close it down when I'm, it's very easy to do one handed operation with it closed down. Yeah. Uh, the, the keyboard is small, but I swipe text. So, so forgive like, my ignorance, but it has an outside screen. Yeah, so okay. you have uh, okay. out here. Wake up, buddy. Uh, there you go. 
So you've got your full, and, and you can do either mirrored home screens. So the inside would look like basically two of these outside home screens right. next to each other would just stack them. Uh, I found that that was a little limiting on the way I could do my widgets on the inside screen. So I just took the time to set both of them, but they, you set them up separately. Yeah. Why not take advantage of all that yeah. space? Yeah. And so I set this up just like I have like my pixel set up for instance. Uh, and one, again, not a nice touch of Samsung's UI. So in their launcher, if you create folders in here, um, I can drag those folders right out to the, the home screen. Okay. So now that they're, they're here, so once I created them once here, I was able to drag them to the front home screen and open up and drag them to the inside home screen too because I have kind of the same folders that I always I always use on my phones. But yeah, I mean, the keyboard here obviously is very tiny. Yeah, But, but for swipe still. typing, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, you look at that and you think, oh my gosh, that's so small. But remember, we came from things oh, yeah. like, uh, like uh, Palms. Yeah, and I mean, remember, 3.5-inch iPhones. Yeah, that and was you learned, you, you're, what, what was it uh, Steve Jobs said? Their thumbs will, their thumbs will learn. Your oh, thumbs yeah. will learn how to use it because yeah. it does. It's just muscle memory is all yeah. it is. And so, I mean, I, I've already gotten kind of used to Because you, you use swipe screen. a lot, don't you? Yeah, almost yeah, See, I don't use swipe time. at all, so. And, and granted, I'm using Gboard, too, um, just because I'm. I'm a Google guy. I mean, Gboard on here is nice. I have big enough hands that when that it's open, huge. <laughs> like I can type pretty fast. Now I feel like I'm working a lot at it because yeah. I'm like, I never type. I always swipe. But if I'm in that mode, I just hit this button here, flip my keyboard, nice. minimize it down. Oh, dang it. Come on, Gboard. Work with me here. Oh, no, no. There we go. Oh, is that as small as it goes? I guess it is. But I can one hand swipe uh, with oh. that. And move that keyboard around. But what I found is... that auto-rotate? Uh, yeah, it should. We'll see. Nice. So yeah, does it, it go to one full UI screen when you go that that way? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to get my keyboard back. I clearly don't know my way around Gboard that well. There we go. Um, so I've got the home screen oh, okay. not auto-rotate, but it, it, would, okay. it would rotate. Um, and then, you know, certain apps take advantage of the, all the screen real estate, like WhatsApp... Uh, depending, like WhatsApp is, um, let's see. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's interesting. That's why I wasn't seeing it earlier. So it's got the two pane look, uh, Gmail for instance, takes full advantage and more I apps. I love the, yes. more apps will take advantage of this, of being able to like being able to triage email like this in my pocket. Yes. Game changer. Cause again, um, yeah. The, being productive in email on a phone is, it just doesn't happen. I mean, and then they've got this little slide in thing, so you can create your split screen stuff that you want to pull up. So, like this, I don't even know what I did here. What is this? I think maybe this is Chrome or Google. Oh yeah, so it's the Google app. Um, I don't know. Search that. So I can have Discover in the Google app over here, and then as I'm looking at the article itself, if I click open in Chrome, it'll pop it over there. And keep my Discover feed going over here while I've got basically a full-size phone on the right side looking at the actual article so you don't lose your place. And so that's a, a kind of fun way to look through Discover. Uh, but I had like our stats. I grouped them. I think yeah. I got rid of one of them, but I had them grouped. Uh, I think I got rid of it, did I? Um, yeah. But like if you want, you know, dual chats up at the same time, you can have those. And See that? That's... You can resize. You can flip them, move them back and forth. Uh, and then you can save, or you can flip them this way too, if you want. And like all these little things, like once I get used to this as an option, it's like, oh, I can do this. I didn't, I didn't realize I can do this stuff. All of a sudden, now this becomes a way more useful and productive thing. 
the other really cool thing is if you bring them in from over here or if, uh, from your multitasking view. So let me go. So we'll do the Google app. Click this. Open and pop up. It actually is a floating window. Oh, that's nice. That's resizable. And so, like, there's been a couple games, like Ultimate Golf. Uh, so, what, is it always it, on top if you're... Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And then you click this little thing here. You can maximize it. Uh, you can change the opacity down if you want to leave it leave it up and be able to see through it. Um, and then you can close it, um, maximize, close, minimize. I don't know what that does. Split screen. Okay. Push it. <laughs> um, so, it's and again, it's me kind of learning my way around. I'm sure they'll add some stuff in One UI 4 and then... Android 12L probably yeah, just take, take all this to the next, next level. level. But like figuring that stuff out, I'm cool with, I, I feel like I'm fumbling a little bit with it right now. Right. I just don't know my way around. I've never thought about, Oh, I could do that on my phone. Like that makes tons of sense. And so, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited, obviously about the gaming perspective of it. Uh, I played a match of Fortnite. Fortnite's amazing. Oh on it. yeah. Um, PUBG new States, amazing on it. Call of duty mobile. For some reason, I found this online. There's something up with it. It doesn't know what to do with the screen resolution. And so it's like it's like the text on the screen is like the game runs perfectly fine. And it's I've got it on the highest settings, but it clearly is not rendering it. It's like rendering a small for a smaller screen and just stretching it is what it looks uh. like. It plays fine and it's, it, it looks fine, but I know it could look literally 10 times better. And it's like something's going on here it's you not it doesn't know what to yeah, do you think that's been out long enough they would have yeah but hey whatever yeah. or like you know whatever it's doing on the ipad mini like it'd be yeah. the same thing so something's wrong like it's it's not communicating hey this is a high resolution screen it's almost like it's communicating it's a standard hd screen and then just stretching things out right things stay in proportion but the, the it's definitely not as high fidelity as it should be it's still completely playable and runs like butter but man new state looks unreal juicy unreal yeah. well, there you go guys that's uh that's the galaxy fold uh tune back in next week to see where he's at with it i i don't know i i see something in his eye i think maybe he may he may hang on to this for a bit and if it if it bridges the gap to the pixel fold who knows but uh that's uh that's about a half an hour of of us just jibber jabbering so we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back with a look back on 2021 and some hardware talk be right back this podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord. N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes.
And we are back. We took a quick break there to get something to drink, and we're going to run over. We've got quite a bit of stuff on our list because it's been two weeks, but we decided we need to pare it down a little bit. So we're, we're going to hit on a few things, but it would uh, we would be remiss if we did not take a look back at 2021. So we did do a, uh, a top 10 list of 2021. Obviously, we all have our own favorites, our things that you know are near and dear to us throughout the year that have happened, and the articles and videos and pieces of hardware. But this was literally just the top 10 posts from 2021 based on page views and how many of you all decided to grace Sheer us volume. Yeah, with your presence and read the posts. So uh, would you like to start running through those there? They yeah. Are, so they, we'll just start right at the top. Number 10. Yeah. Can you mine Doge on a Chromebook? <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Joe, Joe and I have been, uh, we actually, it's funny. We have some guys uh, across the street who, who got in early on some, uh, some other cryptos and they got in, uh, from what I understand, they've made some pretty significant which amount one, of money. Which one was it? Ethereum? Uh, well, no. Uh, they probably mess with Ethereum, but I think they got in on the Shiba Inu before mm-hmm. it exploded. Uh, and I think uh, Joe ended up getting into it as well. But I've tinkered with a lot of this stuff because with uh, Linux capabilities on Chrome OS, uh, I, I do get a few people that ask, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And uh, there are miners for Linux uh, operating systems where you can mine certain cryptocurrencies. And the short answer is yes, you can. Uh, the more accurate answer is yes, you can, but it's pointless. But you should. Yeah, you just, it's worthless. I mean, even Chrome OS, uh, these newer devices have very powerful processors, but even the most powerful cpu in a laptop that you can buy at best buy or build online isn't going to be powerful enough to offset the amount of electricity you're going to use to mine cryptocurrency but this article did really well and uh, if you want to tinker with it just so you can you know get your feet wet in uh, the cryptocurrency space you can install uh, there's a website called Unminable, and because a lot of cryptocurrencies actually can't be mined they're literally just used for data uh confirmation on the blockchain and there's a finite amount of them and you don't mine them people use them they buy them whatever but unminable will allow you to mine certain types of cryptocurrency and it will automatically exchange it for the cryptocurrency that you want and doge is one of them so you can install the miner uh, and then uh, just add your dogecoin address and it will convert whatever you mine into doge but again you're not going to make any money, and you're probably going to end up melting down your laptop. So, there you go. There you go. If you want to destroy your Chromebook and your <laughs> hunt for Doge. Doge is just fun because the Doge dog is cool. Yeah. Which he is a she. The Doge dog is a Shiba Inu, which now is the, like, super popular uh, okay. cryptocurrency. So, gotcha. they're, 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 Shiba Inu is known as the Doge killer, which who knows <laughs> what that means. How do you kill a cryptocurrency? <laughs> you don't. <clears throat> Anyway, keep coming. All right. Number nine, how to preserve your Chrome tab groups after restarting your Chromebook. Yeah. And this one, uh, I don't really use tab groups that much. Just, Me uh, neither. I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, I see the use case for it. And I understand that a lot of people probably get a lot of mileage out of this because you have sites that you frequent. You are multitasking and micromanaging and you have different tab groups for each subject that you're working on or whatever. But in the process of doing that, sometimes your device might, uh, 
you know, power down because it wasn't plugged in or you have a power outage, whatever the case may be, your browser's accidentally closed or whatever. It's important if you are using tab groups and they are beneficial to you, you need to be able to return to them quickly. And this is just a quick how-to on how to preserve those tab groups. That way, if you do restart or inadvertently restart, they're still there. So I think it'd be a really cool feature if like tab groups or your virtual desks, all that stuff, if the syncing gets so good that if I have a Chromebox at my desk and I just lock my screen and walk away and then open my Chromebook at home, when it starts up, if I can just resume, boom, everything that I had open here is open there. It's all there. And they should because, you know, they've added the uh, restore apps functionality, which is still kind of in beta, in my opinion. It doesn't, they've never said how it's supposed to work. So no one knows if it's actually working properly, but yeah, that's true. it would be awesome if you could set up your device since everything is synced, you open a new device and it says, you know, start new or do you want to restore from your HP Chromebox G3 and you click that button and then everything you were doing on that is just here. And that's yep. re- that wouldn't, it'd be really, awesome. I don't want to make light of what these guys do, but in, in relation to some of the other things that Chrome OS does, that should be relatively simple because one of Chrome's shining features is sync. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when it comes to, I think web apps and all that kind of stuff, I think that's a, that would be a very simple thing. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be some caveats there because if I'm, if I'm in the middle of editing an image uh, or a graphic and grab it yeah. and I haven't synced that, but again, like if, if I have it synced, if I've got the file saved and I've saved it to Google drive, you have access to all that stuff, reopen the file, you know, like that there's an ability. And I think eventually we could see the point where we get there. Um, but you know, who knows for me? Yeah. Tab groups though, are just not something I leverage. Uh, I don't like, I've got a lot of tabs open right now. I think I've got 12 open and it gives me a bit of anxiety. I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll just close them. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Everything I like, fine. I like windowed apps and, and Michael actually even asked that in his, I clicked into his post just to kind of re re look at it real quick. You know, he's like, you know, are you the type that likes everything open in a Chrome window or do, would you rather have floating windows? I'm the floating windows kind of guy. Yeah. I'd rather have stuff arranged in virtual desktops and swipe between those desktops. Like that's the way my brain sees it spatially that way better. Cause originally I remember installing Chrome OS before it was on a Chromebook on uh, my windows laptop. Yep. That's all it was. Like there was no desktop. There was no launcher. There was nothing. It was literally just an OS that had Chrome. And so they, in their mind, your, your desktops and stuff were your tabs, right? Like you just move through your tabs. I'm like, I just, it feels claustrophobic to me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, that's the way they think. Like they'd rather just kind of keep it up here and file through it. And for those people, man, tab groups are. Yeah. And that, that is because I'm like, I, I'm guilty of getting into working and then I go down a rabbit hole. And next thing I know, I have 12 or 15 open and then I look up and then all of a sudden it grips me. I'm like, Ugh, what am I doing? Cause I don't like that. And I don't work with tab groups. I like, I've gotten to the point where I really don't like working just on a laptop. If I'm writing an article, it's fine. But if I'm researching and doing things like that, I like to have my extended monitor as my dynamic one, the one that I'm working on and I'm writing on. And then like this article, for example, I opened all 10 of these posts. I moved them all over to my laptop, my Chromebook screen, and I had them there so I could reference them one by one. And as I referenced one, I would close one. 
and then I'd do that until I had none and left. I do the same thing like when I do the podcast post every time. Like I open all of them because I got to get the title and I got to yep. get the link and all this exactly. stuff. When I'm done, I close it. Like Because yeah. I don't want them there and I don't want to accidentally copy the wrong one. And then I close them left to right. But my dynamic screen, the one I'm working on or I'm actually actively researching, that's on my main display. That's right. just how I do it. So. All right, number eight. Moving on. This one's all you. Playing Friday Night <laughs> Funkin'. So this this article came from uh, 100% from Google Trends. Yeah. So every once in a while, we'll kind of look through Google Trends. I haven't done it in a little bit. Uh, just yeah. to see, like, over the last 90 days, what are people searching? And making sure that we're not missing something or there's not something going on that we're like, oh, crap, we've not even addressed that that thing. This was one of those things. I saw this, and I'm like, I don't even know what Friday Night Funkin' is. Um, and as we started looking, uh, it was I'm trying to remember, is there a, was there an app or it was just an indie game? So it's a web. It app? was a game that was coming out for iOS, Android, That's and Steam. Yep, but yep. at that time they had a playable demo yes, on the on web. On the web. Yep. yep. And so the game hadn't come out. It was Kickstarter. So I'm, I'm kind of reading and remembering this cause this was early in the year. Um, but the playable demo, yes, was on, uh, on the web and people were just trying to figure out how to try this. And it's, uh, it reminds me of, uh, was that uh, Pa Rappa the Rapper? Oh yeah, uh, game Rappa on PlayStation. Uh, some of you are old enough to remember that. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Pa Rappa was awesome. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it was a similar thing. Like it's music, and you move arrow keys, and uh, you know, think uh, Guitar Hero, that sort of deal. Like right. you're, you're hitting buttons and combo and and, and rhythm, and uh, it's got a uh, very eight bit vibe to it you know maybe maybe we could call this 16-bit there's probably enough color to call that 16-bit more super nintendo uh kind of vibe to it sega genesis kind of look um yeah just one of those random uh random posts uh looks like uh, according to what gabe found out they smashed their goal they raised 1.7 million dollars of a um, sixty thousand dollar goal <laughs> uh yeah so who knows like why stuff like that goes crazy uh, the internet's a weird place yep. and you sometimes just... we just grab on and, and, and follow something. And this is one of those posts that it did. Okay. I remember it did. Okay. When we first posted it, but it is just constantly yep. gotten traffic. It just never stops getting traffic. Um, and you know, we've, we've had a lot of internal discussions about evergreen content and how we can be better at doing that. Yep. And we're starting to do that. Uh, this was not an attempt at that, no, uh, but it, it a... shows you like a, a random article, because we'll have articles that'll blow up. Uh, the Google Photos one from this last week. We're not even talking about that. They'll drug them along. <laughs> you know, it's just like it, it was a it was a thing that again. Anytime we run into an issue or we solve a problem, we usually end up writing about it. Like if something I don't know and I need to go find, and once I find it, I'm like, well, if I didn't know it, I'm not saying I know everything, but right. but if I'm re- looking for it, somebody else is looking. Somebody for else, it too. I guarantee you, Absolutely. is. And when it's hard for me to find the info, it's like, why not surface this in a very easy way so that you know people that come by the site can find it. And that's kind of the goal of like evergreen content of, of that helpful stuff that six months from now, somebody else is going to be able to find it. And then, you know, orienting that stuff in a way that it makes it easy for Google to find it and service it for people that are right. looking for it. But uh, yeah, so that was unintentional evergreen content right there. So moving on, number seven, Google's Pixel 6 just made the Pixel 5a relevant. And my brain read that as irrelevant. Irrelevant. 
no like, what? it was we actually quite the opposite yeah uh, so. i remember this hey i remember this post going crazy too yeah uh, and again this was just another one of those random uh, we like writing you know just opinion pieces when something something's out there and and sometimes they fall flat and it's not even about the the amount of page views they get it's about we have a platform where occasionally it's nice to be able to just kind of flesh out the things that's going on in your head. And, you know, when the six and the six pro started being rumored and all this stuff and everything, it was weird. Uh, cause you had the four, a five G, but then you had the five a that had just not been out for too long. It was awkward. Yeah. It was, well, it was like, why is this phone exist? Well, cause uh, the four, a five G was so similar. Yeah. But, and this, I think you wrote this right before it actually came out. Didn't you? Like we hadn't, uh, when did it come out? Let's see here. Because I'm trying to remember. I, th- I don't know that we actually had had. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm trying to read back. Uh, Let's see. Here. Huh, my tweet is jacked Yeah, because you said, yeah, the tweet's not rendering. Maybe Sweet. they got pulled or something. Uh, no, you say why the Pixel 5a will be huge, I think. So I'm thinking maybe it hadn't landed just yet. Oh yeah, so that so that was August fifth. This is yeah. So this was six days after front page text said the five A will launch later this month at four fifty. Yeah. So and so that that was even better of a piece then. Yeah, because back, the, the anticipation was that the five A was going to come out and it was going to kind of be their flag fit, flagship for the moment because they didn't really have a flagship because the last flagship was the four XL. Yeah, which was five, on, which I'm, was getting kind of long, and a lot yeah. of people are like, "I love the five, but let's not act like that was some sort of flagship phone. It just wasn't right." So the five A just didn't make any sense. But then uh, it comes out that it's going to be four hundred fifty dollars, and we already knew that Google was working on a true flagship with the ten, their own in house chip. So we fully anticipated them being seven hundred to thousand dollar phones, which they're still the six is what five nine nine, yeah. So. But you now have a significant palatable price gap between that and the new 6. And then the 4A 5G got discounted. I mean, there was a point in time where you could buy it for like $200. I oh, mean, yeah. Or a little or nothing. And they had already said that it was going to be discontinued. They weren't going to be making it anymore. So now the 5A just made a lot more sense because the people that the, – the iPhone SE people, the Samsung – what's their FE or whatever? FE fan the edition. The people that wanted – a good phone, name brand phone, without going in and buying the little cheap buddy phone at their at their T-Mobile store, AT and T or whatever, could get a Pixel with a great camera and a lot of the stuff that everyone loves about Pixel that doesn't stink, and not pay over five hundred dollars for it. So the five A just became a really desirable phone after that announcement. I think too, uh, Google knocked at least fifty or hundred bucks off of it for like Black Friday yes. stuff, didn't yep. they? And so yeah. it became their phone that they could knock down. It's back up to four fifty now, but you know we've got one here in the office. And apart from the screen refresh rate, like I've just gotten used to ninety and one twenty hertz. Mm-hmm. Like your eyes just get used to seeing that smooth motion on the phone. Apart from that, like it's a great little phone. Like the, it, it just does most of the stuff you want to do. Are you right. buying it to play a bunch of games? No. That's not what it's for. Yeah, and that was kind of the point I had made in the article is that, you know, it's not that this was going to be, the 5A was going to be this killer phone. It's that it was going to be this solid, affordable phone. And if you go down on in the post, you see Samsung has their folds and their flips and their notes and their, well, they don't have the note anymore, but they have, 
what's their main phone? Samsung Galaxy, Galaxy S. The S. Yeah. Those are the phones that you see on TV because that's their flagships. And that's the ones that flagship people go and buy. But their number one seller in 2020 was a $400 Samsung Galaxy A51. Yep. And they probably don't make a ton of money off of it. It's probably a loss leader because carriers give them away for nothing. But that's what moves the market forward. Right. Because that's how they become household names because a hundred million people have this $400 phone. Because you still have a Samsung Galaxy. Yep. You know what my kids said? My kids know nothing about, like, we we don't own any Samsung anything. When I unfolded this thing at the dinner table last night, my daughter looked at it and said, what? You got a Galaxy? Yeah, exactly. That's what she knows from yep. commercials, from seeing the phones around, from all that stuff, all that marketing has created. You have a Galaxy? Right. And that my kids are That's all that matters. Yeah, this we, could be a, a plastic foldable. Yeah. We've know, never like, owned an Apple product uh, in the last five eight years but around our house there's an old green uh ipod mini ipod oh, yeah. the little ipod the little stubby yeah one. it's about this big screen it's got an apple on the back of my kids see it and they're like oh we've got an iphone like no that, that's not even a phone but but that's what apple has become synonymous with you oh, know? yeah so yeah so there you go all right so next one uh, Android system WebView takes out multiple Android apps. This was just a nasty bug, uh, WebView bug that, that yeah, hit. and man, it was it was gross for a little while. And yeah, and it's one of the, another one of those randos that sometimes something happens late at night, and we write it up simply so people can be aware of it. And it, apparently, it was a bigger deal than I ever expected. And there were a lot of people complaining that their apps weren't working, and it was stuff like Amazon, Audible. It was all these big name apps. Well, all these apps, if they access the web inside the app, they use Android system web view. It's essentially just Android's kind of skin of Chrome. It's the portal to the web for the app. So if you're on the Amazon app and you're shopping for products, it's pulling those products from the web and it's using web view to do it. Well, web view was busted and it was busting millions of apps. Okay. Down detector was through the roof for all of these. Uh, so we wrote a quick article. You, The only fix at that point in time was to revert to the older version. But most people don't know how to revert to an older version of an app on their phones. Especially not one like that. Yeah. So, yeah, because you can't search it in your app list. You have to go to the system apps. And uh, reverting it was the fix. And then Google admitted the issue. And the next day, a new a patch rolled out. But it was one of those where, like, in the moment, people needed a fix for it. And there was no, Google's not going to tell people to go revert their apps. Right. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six. Simple, it, straightforward. It uh, number five, Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro price leaks ahead of launch. And what's what's interesting about some of these Pixel ones <laughs> is the fact that, obviously, we weren't writing about Pixel heavily until, I mean, August was when, I remember I was in Gulf Shores when the, the Tensor uh, press release blog post thing went out. And so I remember that announcement happening then, and we kind of ramped into it probably into September. Uh, so September, October is really when we got heavy with anything pixel related. It was like, oh, cool, let's write that. Um, so these posts haven't had that long to garner their views. It's not like they've been out since March and just been kind of getting views. Yeah. These are ones that blew up and and kind of you know had some longevity uh, just in the last couple months. So this one is the uh, the the price leak ahead of launch and i mean it's pretty straightforward 
Um, I, I do. I, I think the thumbnail helped. I was going to say, <laughs> I think, because there were some people who did not like this thumbnail. No, no, they didn't. Whatever. It might add something to do with it. And you know what? We, we, we play the game as much as we can within reason. We, we don't, we don't do things for shock value. We don't write clickbait. And our definition of clickbait is a title that draws you in. And then the content is either opposite or not relevant to the title or whatever. We don't do that. And our YouTube videos, we're evolving in YouTube and we have changed our thumbnails and this things. And part of that is because we want to be visible. We want new users to find our content and then find our content beneficial. People hated this thumbnail. Oh, yeah. You know what? It got it got people's attention. So right yeah, over. I found this guy you know, with his hands on his face, like the big shocked Pexel. face on Pexels. <laughs> uh, and there was plenty of just open space around it. I was like, this is perfect. So you put one of the renders of the Pixel in there yep. and some dollar bills on there. And yeah, because it's not easy to find a, a, a photos that have the subject off center. They're usually center, and then it's hard to put graphics and stuff around it. So, yeah, I totally would have done yeah. the same thing. And uh, it, it turned out good. I still look at it. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. You know, and, and it was like, to me, it's one of the, it was, it was an article worth uh, creating something unique as a thumbnail for just because um, I was shocked, really shocked when, when we just mentioned it a minute ago. Like, we didn't know what the pricing was going to be on the right. pixels. We assumed like 800 to to a thousand, a thousand or eleven hundred dollars. And when they came out at six hundred bucks, it was like yeah, because even what? it was Rick Osterlo or someone said something. They didn't say thousand dollars, but they said this is going to Top be flagship. a flagship, right? Which it, you just, it just in the world we like live that. in, a flagship phone is nine hundred dollars. Yeah, thanks have more. That's all because of the iPhone ten, by the way. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, all right, so number four, got it. But first, you'll have to unlock your phone. Oh, <laughs> some of these I'm reading through. I'm like, what? Oh. Uh, that that's crazy uh yeah that it was kind of i think uh his rant a little bit yeah about, it absolutely uh, was if you go in and read it he was at home when this happened to him and it just it it triggered something <laughs> and and i and i mean i don't blame him i don't it's it's a little bit of opinion a little bit of a rant kind of thing um you know but it's uh it's just one of those things like clearly other people run into this and are frustrated by it and it it's kind of frustrating when the assistant you want to do something and the assistant instead of listening is or it listens but it doesn't quite do the job just that it that it should do yeah um, and that's another thing like uh, google still you know there's so much good with the assistant and the ai and all that but there's so much work left to do i still have frequently at home you know if i'm asking for media to play or something like that i expect a speaker or a, a smart display to do it and it usually does but if I'm asking a question and my phone is nearest to me, I expect my phone to answer that question. But at home, I often get, oh, I it's answering on another device. Like, I don't want the smart speaker three doors down answering the question that right. I just asked my phone. But Have you seen that notification come up sometimes now after you do that? It's like, did, the, did yeah, Google you'll answer? Get a, yep. And so they're trying to figure they are, out how But to... I also get, I even got one while I was on vacation that said, you know, you usually say this around this time, do you? which yeah. that's cool. It's like, you know, normally at, at eight o'clock or eight 15, we're tucking my son in, we're saying, Hey G turn off the light and it, but at home at least two or three times a week after I do that, it'll do that where it says 
is this the device you meant to? And I'm like, yeah, it is. So after asking me that question 37 times, stop asking me. Yeah. You got, that is, because that that's AI. honestly, we only have two <laughs> smart bulbs in our house now. It, it's not that hard. So, but whatever. Okay. So. Where are we at? Number, number three. three. Yeah, this is um, a good one. I had to was, go back and read this article because I had almost forgotten. This was super random. <laughs> uh, but again, it was just one of those times. It's like, oh, okay, I, my case, like Google prepared everything ahead of the Pixel phone so well that, you know, case makers, since they'd already kind of outed everything, there there wasn't this like mystery around, you know, oh, I found a case. Look at this case render. Like yeah. everybody knew what the phone looked like. Yeah. Google was upfront with what it was going to look like. So you could go and purchase your case. I loved that. Um, that was, it was one of my favorite things about the Pixel 6 launch. Like I went ahead and got my case that I wanted and had it on my desk waiting for my Pixel instead of getting the new phone. Now the case makers can release it. And I've got like three or four days where I'm walking around you know, praying that I don't drop my phone, right. you know, um, and so it, it's exactly, it, I've got the pixel six pro case. Yeah. I feel like Cartman. I have a pixel six. But yeah, I mean, just basically taking it and going, okay, this, this helps inform me a little bit. You know, I put my one plus eight T in there and realize like, Oh man, the, uh, pro is going to be big. Right. Like, it's going to be a big phone. Uh, but it's not that much wider and it's this thin and I don't know. It just gave me a, a better feel for what this phone was going to be like once I, once I had it. In my and hand. it's funny because if you read that and in my little note, I made little notes on here. <laughs> the case convinced him he was going to be okay with the six pro. Yeah. Cause I was like, at it's the end of the day, much he bigger. and Joe both got the six, but I will admit it's not the size that did it for me. I'm fine with the size of the six pro. There's just some things about it that I don't like <laughs> that hollow, thunk. The hollow thunk when you hit it. It's, it doesn't work. It's, for me. it's strange. Anyway. Um, so. another, another pixel one. Again, these are impressive because these are late in the year. And yep. so they, they really, uh, obviously people were interested big time in the pixel phones. Um, and uh, this this particular uh, leak um, wasn't like I. It kind of stinks that this is way up there on the list. It was sketchy it, as all get. It out. was not a good yeah. leak. Um, and and Michael did a good job of saying these are alleged leaks. Like this is right. a leaker guy saying I've got leaks, and they ended up clearly being yeah. And we caught some flack over it, but you know we we were forward with it. These were some things that were out on social media, and we wrote about it. We weren't saying, "Oh, this is it." It was it was it is what it is. I mean, they're relatively accurate. Yeah, ish. yeah, absolutely. There's no blue. That's not real. No, uh, and there's no white and gray like that. You know, it's like the black and black and gray yeah basically. yeah yeah um but whatever it, it was people having fun with with some sort of whatever it, it again in the grand scheme of things it's not that big of a deal but interesting that it got that much traffic uh the honor will mention before we get to the number one one is uh an article that joe wrote uh two years ago you said it was pinned in october of 2020 wow maybe it was oh i thought it was longer than that wait a minute. but hold on and click on it here and actually see the date. Maybe we changed the date. Oh, he we, did. We updated it. This okay. is a 2019 article. So we, yeah. Sure. So we were talking about. Uh, yeah. So he updated. Why is my then? button messed up there? Anyway, um, we talk about trying to write news that's relevant and, but also writing evergreen stuff that's beneficial long term because we know that people are continually looking for this stuff. He had written. When did you say it was written? I don't know the original date. I, I could it had to be back. 2019. That's yeah. what it was when we were. 
office over at his house. Yeah. So wrote this. It it took off, but it has been the best evergreen content. Even now that you have the Chromecast with Google TV and third-party devices coming out that all have remotes, this is still one of our best articles out there because it was it was number it was technically number nine out of all of our articles for yeah. the year i mean that's crazy yeah so uh and it's a nod to just evergreen content helpful content again um you know joe took the time to update the update the post uh i think at the beginning here yeah and it's just like hey they've released a chromecast with google tv this still all works this is all legit stuff but if you're looking for the chromecast with the remote like Here's a link to that so you can kind of see about that and, and other ones. So, so I figured out why that button's wrong. I put butt button instead of buy button. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah the, old butt the old butt button. There you go. Oh, is this one the one you're talking about? Yeah, it's oh, okay. now. Um, so, yeah, number one, Windows 11 tried to make Chromebooks irrelevant. <laughs> um, Another slightly controversial, <laughs> uh, which is funny. R- Michael is such a great writer and uh, it's sometimes it's tiring to write these opinion pieces because you want to express yourself in a way that, that you want the reader to understand what you're saying. Even if they don't agree with you, you need to be able to back up what you're saying and things of that nature. And a lot of times we cut, we catch a lot of flack for it, but you know, it's our website. We do what we want. Yeah. I just, it's, (laughs) we like writing this stuff because it produces conversations and it it makes people think it's provocative, you know? So, and this one was one of those that caught some heat. It did. Um, but usually those are the ones that get lots of views. Um, and honestly what ends up happening is any post that ends up getting lots of views ends up like, (laughs) that's just the internet. Like you're going to offend somebody or they don't agree with you. And instead of humans acting civil, uh, to one another and just being like, Oh, that's your opinion. Like people really feel the need that if they disagree with you and you wrote something on the internet to make sure that you understand the depth of offense that they feel towards this thing that you wrote. It's, it's a, uh, it's very strange. Uh, it's definitely not something that people would do, uh, face to face. Uh, yeah. So that's the unfortunate part of it. It's just kind of, it's all a little bit silly. And, and it is, it's a shame because we, we should be able to have thoughtful, intelligent conversations on the internet, on forward facing websites as you would if you were in person. But some people don't, some people use the internet as the reason to not have thoughtful, intelligent conversations. And that's not going to change. It's fine. Uh, we try to moderate stuff like that. To be honest, we don't live in the comments because it's too overwhelming. Uh, but we do have a filter in place to keep keep any inappropriate stuff out of there. But we want people on our site and on our social media. We can disagree and still get along and have conversations. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the environment the the we want to produce. So yeah. uh, went back and found the original uh, August of 2019. Wow. Was the so, original revision. So two, two and over and two and a half years. Yeah. So or almost two and a half years. That's crazy. Pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, again, a big testament to uh, evergreen content and the, the, the work. Joe, you should write more. <laughs> write just if a couple. If you're at home listening. <laughs> write just a couple uh, evergreen things and uh, go back to what you're doing. Yeah, whatever it was you were doing. Um, so we've kind of gone long enough, I think here, uh, but a couple hardware things that just came up over the last week. Hot take. Yeah. (laughs) I'm no good at these, but, um, 
ultimately, I mean, at the end of the year, news is just a little bit slow. Um, people aren't really digging into stuff. And so I, I really spent a lot of time this last week digging through the repositories um, and came up with a handful of cool things. One, I think Samsung might be making a, a Jasper Lake Intel powered tablet, uh, Chromebook tablet. So weird. I, and honestly, I was going to write a, uh, a whole um, like opinion piece on this. Like, why yeah. is no one else make, why is no one making a Jasper Lake tablet? Like, yeah, Jasper Lake's not the most amazing thing. And yes, I think ARM is better suited towards tablet type stuff. And I, I think eventually, you know, once we start seeing MediaTek, the higher end MediaTeks and the Snapdragon 73 plus, yada, 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 they will make better ones. But Jasper Lake's fanless. Jasper Lake has all the, you know, extended monitor stuff you need. Uh, it can be in very thin and light devices. It's inexpensive. It, it would make a really decent tablet or right. two and no one seems to have done it. Samsung looks like they might be doing it with a device codenamed Bugsy. Um, they've got a couple, there's a couple commits that basically are saying it's clearly Samsung. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but also with, with Bugsy, there's just a few commits that, uh, talking about this quirk and, you know, the right side is up on the display and it, it's the same stuff that was added for other Chromebook tablets. Like it, it clearly looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, and, and, and even non Chromebook tablets that are in the repositories, like the old Acer uh, S1003, the Asus Transformer T100, T101, yeah. like these early Windows tablet devices. So I'm like, it, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it definitely looks like it's going to be detachable. I just haven't found 100% evidence that for sure it's, it's getting made that way. Bugsy's for sure getting made. Yeah. And but if there's something I, weird about it for sure. That's the cool thing though, is that I mean, we have the new ARM processors coming that are going to take tablets to the to the next level. Sure. But you know, you take the slate in all its glory and all its beauty and beautiful hardware, the 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 software and at that time the x86 architecture just wasn't ready. No. For most of what we do on Chrome OS, including Android apps, our, uh, our x86 Intel's x86 architecture is is fine. It's working fine. Now you take an Intel chip and put it in a decent piece of hardware tablet. Now we start getting to that point where it's like, okay, this could be a multi-purpose device. Yeah. And the same thing for the ARM devices. The ARM devices handled the Android well, Android apps better, but they didn't have the horsepower to be a desktop device both of them are getting to that place now yeah. where the next generation of tablets from arm and x86 should be capable of being my that's my chrome my consumption device my play device and my drop it on my desk and it's what i'm working from i mean like duet 5 is dangerously close, close. to that yes. already i mean and it, if it intel doesn't more. get into that space then they they will arm will lock them out and they will never live there just Ever. like just like phones i mean it's yep. You know, between Qualcomm and MediaTek, I mean, they'll they'll just own that space, and and Intel mm -hmm. just won't have a part of it. And yeah, they should dumb really if they don't do that. They yep. they really should. So yeah, that's uh, uh we'll see we'll see because there's only been one other Intel based uh, tablet in the slate, right? Everything X2? else has been ARM. X two eleven's a, a Snapdragon. No, no, the uh, oh the, the original, original X2. One. That's right. It so was, there's two. Yeah. yeah, it was basically the um, slate. Uh, yeah, it was a slate with a different shell. Um, all right, so that one's out. Uh, we got 5G on the way yeah, for Intel. Yeah. Uh, Alder Lake, um, clear references did all over the repositories. Uh, we knew it was coming with uh, Snapdragon eventually. 
uh, MediaTek has made it very clear that they've got some in the works too with with their upper level chips. And so this is just Intel saying, "Hey, we're yeah, because that's like bringing some the higher end dimensions. That's that's just baked in, right? yeah. And yeah. so it's like expected with ARM chips because they come from that phone world. Intel, not so much. Uh, yeah, but, but we're at a point now where it's kind of just there with SOCs. It's really just a matter of our manufacturers going to want to make that available. Yeah. And I think they've, you know, everybody's always been like, oh, when are we going to get more uh, LTE Chromebooks, more of this, more of that? I think manufacturers are saying, all right, now the technology's there with the SOCs and the demand is great enough. We're going to, I think you're going to start seeing it. The next 18 months, I think it will kind of be a regular thing to have 5G options on Chromebooks. I hope so. Because um, I made that point in the article. Like, they're just going and shopping in a store. They're very rare. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I get it. They're enterprise. It makes more sense in, in those lanes where you don't want to have to open it up and now make sure I'm paired with my phone and all that stuff. Like, right. open it up, you're online. Uh, and I could see that for someone out in the field working. That That's great. But I think consumers could, could enjoy that, too. Like, Absolutely. have a really minimal data plan. But, you know, when I'm out at a coffee shop or whatever, if the Wi-Fi is being stupid, I don't I don't have to go through any additional steps to connect to my phone and connect it and make sure I've got because not everybody has a hotspot playing on their phone either. Right. So, like, I, I could see and that. And cool. that's another thing, because I used to make that argument. Oh, well, I've got a hotspot and I have unlimited hotspot, but I only have uh, was it 10 gigs Are you of on Magenta now. Yeah, it's 40 now. Of, you get, with Magenta Max, you get 40 of 5G. Right. And which, then it drops to 3G. Right. Which that. that sounds like a lot, but you think if you're Not out really. of town and your your kids are streaming, both your kids are streaming, and then you stop somewhere and you do some work or whatever, 40 gigs will be gone pretty quick. And that if was, you've ever tried to do anything on a 3G hotspot, yeah. it ain't great. I mean, I was on 4G uh, or 3G at one point on our vacation and my phone was pretty much useless. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like they took all the backhaul from 3G That's what and they've, they've rolled it over to, to yeah. LTE. It's not that 3G is that slow. Like 3G, back in the day when it was the primary thing, you could still get 15, yeah. 20, 30 megs down. That's plenty of speed. It's just all the backhaul has been taken. That's from it what it LTE. is. Because I used to think that too. I was like, man, my phone's not on 5G. It's on 4G, but 4G should be fast. It's not that it's not fast. There's not as much bandwidth dedicated to it yeah. because it's, it's all 5G in, now. Yeah, yeah, it's so. been reallocated. Anyway. Um, yep. Um, so let's see. Oh, HP is also, uh, looks like they're prepping a Companion 1000 series uh, Chromebook, which is awesome. Oh, called yeah, yeah, Dojo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's copied from Tomato, um, which we've uncovered. We think Tomato is probably from Acer, I think. Um, yes. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just based on commits, emails, all that kind of stuff. And so, <clears throat> it's, again, it's a thousand series, so that, that could mean a few different things. We're not really sure uh, where all those things will shake out, just like we've already uh, heard of uh, the Companio 800, or is it 820? Yeah, there's 820 and 828. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's probably going to be some different models in there. That's why MediaTek said series. So that's 800 series, 500 series, which we think, We've, uh, I've written about this too. Like we, we think it's probably based on, uh, there's an MT8186 now. Yeah. So that'll probably be like the truth. It would be like the 520 or something, Companio yeah. 520. So it'll be a, just a slightly better, uh, then version. Having like the, the original duet. Yeah. yeah something so. like that. Um, and then speaking of the duet, uh, there looks to be a successor, uh, for it, uh, smaller, like a duet V2. Um, and 
they're two devices that we've been tracking for a little while, but they have the Snapdragon 7C of some sort in them. Um, but they also have, uh, they're Worm Dingler and Mr. Bland. But they're also 11 and 10.1 inch. They're 1920 by 1200 resolution. The emails line up to make them from Lenovo. It would make sense that this could possibly be a, a similar situation to the Duet and the 10E. So right. one's for education, one's, one's for uh, uh, consumers. Um, and since they just released the Duet 5 with Snapdragon 7C, they're, they're obviously working on some Snapdragon solutions for this current generation. Hopefully we'll see some Lenovo tablets with MediaTek stuff inside eventually. But uh, there's a chance that we'll see a, a proper Duet successor because the Duet 5 to me was it's just a different device. It's it was not. And people kept billing it as a successor to the Duet. I'm like, not really. Right. Like we could use a Duet V2, like a little 10 or 11 inch Duet, like do the same thing. Super low price, nail the good stuff and update, especially if you put that 7C Gen 2 processor in. Right. Yeah. You know, that exactly. could be a, a cool tablet. Um, I think that's it uh, for hardware. Um, the pixels pixel watch looks to be getting a next gen assistant, mm-hmm. uh, and possibly some sort of custom Samsung Exynos chip. That was, which that I, would have been on last week's yeah, podcast. And but, I need to go back and read that because for those who missed that little tiny sliver of news last a few, a while back, the chances are 99.9% sure that the tensor chip is an unproduced uh, a never released an Exynos version chip. of an Exynos chip that they have tweaked yeah it's just tweaked so when they're saying Google's. pixel watch with the Exynos that doesn't mean it's not going to come out branded tensor oh but yeah it totally could like should. I, I would almost say that it will I don't think Google should produce it I mean they have tensor in their cloud all that stuff everything yep. Google does from now on SOC wise should be tensor yep period it, so. even if it's a yeah, if it's a rock call, chip and whatever, they call buy it, it call it tensor. tensor. Yeah, yep. exactly. Change one little thing, call it tensor, uh, or buy the rights for it, call mm-hmm. it tensor. Uh, yeah. So, trying to finish up this hot take here. Let's see, LumaFusion. Since we were talking about it's retrospective cool. stuff, app of uh, iPad app of the year, which is uh, pretty awesome. Sorry. That was the sound of it being named app there of the year. Go. We just did it. Um, yeah. So, and we know LumaFusion is on the way to. Chromebooks. Um, and what's even more fun is that we posted this Luma Fusion, uh, like the tweets around it. It liked, uh, some of our personal tweets and the tweets from Chrome Unbox. So it just tells me and affirms to me, this wasn't just a, we might make this for Android and we might be doing this. Like they're, they're in They're They're going to build Luma Fusion proper, right. Uh, for Chromebooks, uh, via Android. And so, um, you know, it's, it could be the, the answer for, um, uh, a little bit more pro, video editing, um, on Chromebooks. Um, especially you start talking about Alder Lake. If, if they're building it, surely they're looking at it and going, okay, which, which chips are we going to target? And, you know, uh, 11th and 12th gen Intel chips would be the ones to go for. Right. The high end MediaTek probably, uh, the thousand series, they're going to have a pretty decent GPU. And, and again, we've said it before, MediaTek's thousand series, it was the Companio 1200 was the one that got tested with the NVIDIA GPU. And so, they could, you yeah, know, don't I, even get me started. <laughs> like they could know like, Hey, there's some stuff going on here yep. and here's how we're going to leverage some of these things. And so uh, hopefully they're keeping an eye on that and realizing like, Hey, this, this probably isn't a good fit for all Chromebooks. Uh, we're going to target certain Chromebooks and the play store has the ability to do that. Like right. 
new state was available at first and now it's not. Yeah. And it's, and that's, that's such a thing that's going to make it so simple for Google to, to streamline this stuff because developers can literally go in while they're developing their stuff and just say this. Yes. This processor is X. If this screen resolution, if this, if whatever the case may be, clearly it's processor based by the way, because the, the, the device I have that I can't talk about, um, it's so prototype, like even in like, uh, If you bring up any of the like cog or uh, uh, diagnostics or anything, like it just it says um, processor name and then zero zero zero. Like it, it isn't even telling the system. Uh, Yeah, and the same thing. Really? Yeah, Uh, and I'm not even gonna say what it did say, but it clearly was not right. So it's it's not even reporting to the system what it is exactly. And maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, (laughs) we'll crack you open, buddy. Uh, Just kidding, Alex. If you listen to this. Um, we are not going to do that. And I'm not going to even say his last name. To tell yeah, you we're not going to do that. Uh, and so, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, however, uh, because it doesn't report its processor uh, in the Play Store, I was able to to download PUBG New State on it. Right. Because that, that clearly tells me that, that the Play Store is smart enough to be like, hey, it's Chromebook, yes, is processor XYZ, whatever. Um, and so, which also tells me, PUBG New State has not said if Chromebook, no. They're just saying if certain processors. So I think I still think there's going to be a time where uh, maybe on some ARM devices or something, or just as they as they expand, we'll get to see PUBG New State on a Chromebook again at some point in the future. I might write that. Um, and I think that's it. Um, clicking through my tabs here. Campagno, we talked about that one. Yeah, so that's all the hardware stuff in the not so hot take and go check out our video of the five hidden chrome os 96 features yeah dark light mode productivity launcher some fun stuff that's in there in 96 right now just flip a few flags and it really kind of enhances the chrome os experience so we will uh we'll link that in the show notes yeah so so that's about it uh we've crammed a lot into this episode yeah, uh, it's but, long, uh, but it's been two weeks and so. for those of you that have not seen the news on social or anything like that we will not be physically present at ces which uh technically starts for us on monday uh thankfully uh uh most of our meetings have been rescheduled to virtual so we will still be covering live coverage of ces throughout next week and we'll talk all about it on next uh next friday's episode of the podcast uh, it's a little disappointing, but at the same time, it was the wisest decision for us to not go. There's a lot of companies that have pulled out, understandably so. Uh, and at this point, I don't even know Joe be able to go or not. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, it's true. Yeah. We're, again, we uh, we are very thankful and, and grateful to have connections with some of these companies that we do who, uh, who are flexible and willing to uh, kind of bend over a little backwards to help us get coverage on a lot of this stuff. So stay tuned for, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. There's probably going to be stuff that we still don't know about coming out. CES is coming week and yeah. we're super excited. It's going to be heads down grinding all week and we are excited to share that with you. So guys, that's it for this episode. Uh, we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.